Welcome to the jungle. A tremendous Wednesday to you. Oh, hump day. I love a hump day. Hump day. Welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome. All right, we are coming right down to it. A couple of things. I want to jump right into it because I've got the rare 920 interview. So I want to be ready for that. That's coming up at 920. Strangely enough, Mike Hilton, Bengals cornerback, is going to be my guest. So what that means is I'm not going to drag this thing out. I'm going to get right into the open. First things first, telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. Remember, this is my final week of the year, right? Friday is a year in review. So you're not getting through on that day, probably. So today and tomorrow are your last opportunities to get through on the program. So if there's anything you want to say at the end of the year, you like to do that sometimes, go ahead and do so. Two more chances. Today, tomorrow, you're in review. Friday, boom, gonzo. All right, let me get right into it. I've got Mike Hilton coming up at 920. We are wide open through the rest of the program until the final segment where I have the head basketball coach at FAU, Dusty May. They're off to a fast start. They were a Final Four team last year. All right. With that in mind, I want to talk about John Morant. I think most of us can agree that the association is much better with John Morant in it. Most of us can also agree that it's awesome to watch that guy ball, which is why most of us were so frustrated and disappointed when he decided to completely derail his own career for the dumbest possible reasons. Like, it sucked not seeing Jaw out there for 25 games. But let's be clear. Jaw was the reason that Jaw was not out there for 25 games. Because Jaw did not just flash a firearm on Instagram live once, he did it twice. Even after the league basically let him get away with a slap on the wrist the first time he did it. So it sucked. It sucked, but it sucked because Jaw did it himself. And what he did sucked. And if you know that's normally not a take, it's not. But in this case, it's true. It did suck. And it was concerning. And we were basically all in the same boat of pulling for this dude to get his head right, to get his head straight, and put all that nonsense behind him. Because nobody enjoys watching a talent like this tank his own career. And it hasn't been very enjoyable watching the Grizz either. The number two seed in the West last year stumbled out to a 6-19 start. Nothing good about that. Pretty damn depressing, actually, considering it was their own alleged face of the franchise and alleged future face of the entire association that put them in that hole. So, once again, the entire situation was pretty miserable until Jaw showed up again last night. And so Jaw showed up and reminded us exactly what we've all been missing, or really exactly what he took away from his team and his city, and his fans, and the rest of us. What he could have completely pissed away for himself and for all of those that are counting on him. Clearly, the league can survive without John Morant. But was John Morant going to survive without the league? Not if he continued on that path of ignorance. But the dude is being special. I mean, him being special was never in doubt, right? And it's still not. Not after that performance last night. He didn't just pour in 34. 34. He didn't just bring Memphis back from a 24-point hole to win on the road. 
He did all that, and he knocked in the game winner. With a chance to win it in his return. Show-stopping performance by John Morant. Wow. It was that. Pretty crazy, too. Pretty wild that you could sit out of the sport for eight months and then just show up and do that on your first night back. But then again, this is the type of talent that we're talking about here. And it just goes to show how messed up it is that he took himself out of the game for eight months. The hope is... The suspension gave him time to figure it out, and now he's in a much better place. And that's more or less what he said after the game last night. I've been playing work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. Had a lot of time, you know, learn myself. A lot of hard days, you know, where I went through it. But, you know, basketball is, you know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me, and I'm just, you know, excited to be back. All right, walk us through that last play. Call 12. Call 12. Call 12. Call 12. Obviously, that was the right call and the only call right there. Call 12. Of course, you're going to put the rock in that dude's hands in that spot. That's what the Grizz have been desperately waiting for for the last 25 games. That's why Desmond Bain had this reaction to the thought of somebody else maybe getting that final shot. Jock came up to me and asked me, he was like, do you want to run a post up for Jaron? And I was like, no. Like, we have to get you the ball. He told me. No, you getting the ball. So, <laughs> so at that point, it's just you know I pretty much just had to, you know, lock in and go deliver, um, and I did. So that's good. Pretty funny. He asked me if I wanted to run a post up for Jaron. I'm like, uh, no, f no. Thirty four points, a twenty four point comeback, the game winner, and a full throated f bomb on the post game podium. He told me. The jaw experience is truly back. And again, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. We all just want it to last. Memphis needs this guy to be around. They need it to last. The league is better for having this guy around. So hopefully he is in a better place. Hopefully he's figuring his bleep out. And hopefully there's no more incredibly self-destructive nonsense that's coming. I think the vast majority of us are on the same exact page in pulling for that, in pulling for that guy, which is why the last thing anybody wanted to see go viral last night was this dude pulling a Bob Sala and shouting out receipts while heading back to the locker room after that incredible performance. I can't receive, dude. I can't receive. You see, that's the only thing about that that I got a problem with. You kept receipts. Receipts of what? The first time you flashed a Glock on IG Live or the second time you flashed a Glock on IG Live? Kept receipts of what? You kept receipts of all those people saying that you clearly were in a bad space and you needed some help because you were clearly in a bad space and you needed some help. Or did you grab receipts of all those people who grabbed screenshots of your Glock and then snitch-tagged you to the commissioner. Listen, dude, the receipts thing did not work out so well for Robert receipts. I don't think you want to be borrowing moves from Bob right about now. But at least when Bob said it, it made some sense. Kind of. 
My guy, how were you wronged? What receipts could possibly motivate you other than the receipts from your own nonsense? You have nobody to blame for this situation but yourself. And believe it or not, most of us are out here pulling for you. Even if you make that pretty freaking tough at times. You could have hit us with, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. They wrote me off, I ain't right back, though. And that still would have been better than going all Bob Sala. Almost anything else would have been better than going all Bob Sala on us. Again, receipts of what? No one did any of this to you. You did this to yourself. You see, receipts would suggest that you've been wronged, underestimated, disrespected. Yes, you were in a bad spot. You were in actually bad spots, reportedly. But it's because you put yourself there. We're trying to pull for you, dude. Don't ruin it. Don't make it impossible. Don't make people wonder whether or not you've got this thing figured out. Don't make people wonder whether or not you've learned anything through this entire thing. Because pretty much the most important thing you needed to come to terms with over the past eight months is that you have only yourself to blame for the last eight months. And if somewhere deep down you think this is still everybody else's fault and you need to keep receipts and records of that, then that to me is something of a red flag. Nobody wants to see red flags here. All we want to see is jaw hooping. Jaw doing what he did last night. Period. Period. Again, I hope that this dude got the help that he needed. I hope he's in a better place. I hope we never have to deal with that social media nonsense with him ever again. And we can all appreciate the amazing talent and the amazing player that he is and what he means to that city and what he means to the association. If he did that, and he did the hard work on himself, and it's all good now, then awesome. Great. That's all we want. That's what we're all pulling for. Don't make us regret it. But stop saying you kept receipts. Because while you may not like what you heard or read about yourself, you did this to yourself. Now, my man, reinvent yourself and make sure it never happens again. Again, like what receipts? What receipts? Receipts from whom? Me? The TNT guys? Shaq? Kenny? Ernie? Charles? Did they say anything that incendiary about your social and who you're hanging with? Receipts from what? ESPN ranking you 35th in their top 100 NBA players? I'll tell you who's got a receipt. (laughs) You know the biggest receipt's from? A Walgreens-sized receipt. A CVS-sized receipt. The biggest receipt should be the one emailed to you instead of printed. One from the legend Kwame Brown. So, John Moran, you like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like, you like to play with guns. So instead of you just being in your house, buying all the guns you want, playing with all the guns you want off camera, you want to get in trouble for having a gun at a club, give a bullshit apology, and then show a gun on Instagram live. I've heard of NBA young boy, but you NBA dumb boy. He's not wrong, right? <laughs> if you want to keep a receipt, there's your receipt, except he's not wrong. Hard to argue with that. That was incredible. <laughs> Throwing it back.
if it were a Thursday. Flashing back if it were a Friday. Just working it back on a Wednesday. I've heard of NBA young boy, but you are NBA dumb boy. NBA dumb boy. Kwame. Anyway, my point is, great to see Jaw back. Great to see Jaw doing what he did and what he does. And if he's done the hard work and he learned, awesome. Absolutely awesome. But that whole thing about he kept receipts makes no sense to me at all. Once again, receipts of what? It didn't exactly work for Bob Sala either. I'm not sure I'd be invoking him or that analogy. Especially since it makes no sense, Jaw, as it relates to you. But, my man, good to see you back. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep your head down and everything will be awesome. All right, some other things I want to get to. The great pizza shakedown. This story's too much. New York football, yo. Does it get any better than this? The great pizza shakedown. Hey, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to know. Dude, how far did you grow up from where that all went down, that pizza joint? Tommy says he grew up exactly 22 minutes from where that all went down. I bet you could speak to that. I'm talking about Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets and his, quote, slimy agent, quote, unquote, trying to shake down the local pizzeria. Local pizzeria dude was not having any of that at all. It's incredible. And when I say it's incredible, I mean it's better than anything that's happened on the field all year long for either New York football team. Hey, have you got a shovel? And are you about to use that shovel to put it in the ground to pull out some dirt to throw on Golden State? I wouldn't do that yet. Not as long as Steph is running up and down the floor. I want to talk more about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pick is at it again. George Pickens responding to that viral video of him not blocking and him saying, you know, I don't want to get hurt. Why make that block? I might get hurt. What a mess the Steelers are. So we'll get to that too. Mike Hilton, when we come back, I need to stay on the clock. Dusty May coming up at 11. Perform? Why don't I start you off with a question on this Wednesday? Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky about the best thing ever? You can start with it being made by about the best family ever. They know business. They know that business. They know the process. They know what it takes to create the world's finest beef jerky. I know this family. I've spoken with this family. I know what they're about. So make sure when you choose Old Trapper, you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. That's something else they do. They set it up that way. They want you to know, and they want you to see exactly what you're buying before you actually make that purchase. Then once you do, every single bite of Old Trapper is tender and it's never tough because they use only the finest ingredients and the best process. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right, so a few orders of business. Number one, Mike Hilton. As soon as he's off the practice field, we will have him on the air. We are efforting him. That's about five minutes out. Number two, Wednesday, ATP Day. Ask the Pros. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. 
Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Number three, a shout-out. You know me, I don't do shout-outs. A shout-out to a great celebrity. Carl Anderson, the good brother, is still logging jungle time. And a shout-out to the holiday cards coming in. Love that. Last chance. Hey, Tommy, jump in as soon as I finish these shout-outs to my man, Carl Anderson, the good brother. He is so, so loyal to the program. Always has this up on the screen when he's not traveling worldwide and doing what he does. Can they still get their cards in, Tommy? It's Wednesday. It's a little bit of a Hail Mary at this point, but it's not impossible. So send them in and give it a try. We're still trying to get yeah, as but many. Will we Darnell Mooney it? Exactly. It's a Hail Mary. I mean, it's totally possible we'll drop the Hail Mary, but you can try to chuck one up. Uh, just send it to Rome at haveatake.com. Make sure it's airable on national television, nothing lewd or obscene or ridiculous. Uh, and make sure there's some way to identify yourself on this card. Don't just take a picture of a holiday card and send it. Then it will have no chance. I all. love your song, dude. I wonder who's got a better theme song, you or Cindy. It's close. Me. You definitely. They're both pretty good, though. Cindy's is good. They're both pretty Cindy's good. Cindy's is good. But nothing's better than yours. You know what's kind of funny? I'm not trying to encourage this, but believe it or not, every single year, a couple times a year this time of year, I get holiday wishes to my house from clones. Random clones, anonymous clones. I mean, it can't be that hard to get my address, right? And then I'll be looking at it and I'll say, hey, Janet, who is this? And she'll say, I have no idea. You tell me. I'm like, I have no idea. You tell me. And it's just some random clone from San Antonio or some random clone from Buffalo. Hey, Rome, props. Merry Christmas to you and DJ and Jake and Logs. I'm like, great. Merry Christmas, yo. Whoever the hell you are. It's a real thing. You ever get that? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Just All spreading right. holiday cheer, Jim. Hey, dude, especially, let me, we haven't done it yet. Did you really grow up 22 minutes from the pizzeria where that all went down. Yes, in fact, it was Morristown, New Jersey, which is where this pizzeria was. I grew up in Morris County. Morristown is the seat of Morris County, and this was 20 minutes away. Could have been a pizzeria anyone in my family used at any point. Like, it's a literal local okay, pizzeria you, to me. But do you know the place? Have you Actually, been to the place? I'm not familiar with the place, no. Does anybody in the family know the place? I don't believe so, but it's totally possible. Um, I've never had a handmade soda. That's what Tommy DeVito did. He went there, and, and the Nino Coniglio, the owner, made him a handmade soda out of an old soda fountain, which was pretty cool. It's like one of those kind of retro places. Are you um, kidding me? So like, I've never the, done the that. The owner made that dude a handmade soda, whatever the hell that means, and he still disrespected him. Nino is quite a guy. I love He was the, the guy. bigger man. I love the dude. That's new face of the franchise. All right, dude, you effort Mike Hilton. I will effort the rest of the segment. All right, we found him. Good song, Tommy. Way to go. All right. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. But as promised, we are joined right now by a cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's in his third year with Cincinnati, seventh season overall after playing four years with the Steelers, having a big season, 71 tackles, a sack, two INTs on the year. Saturday, he had three tackles and an INT in that overtime win over the Vikings. The Bengals are 8-6. and six. They've won three in a row, and they take on Pittsburgh on Saturday. We are joined right now by Mike Hilton. Mike, great to talk to you. How you feeling? How you living? Mike, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, dude. Good. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Now, Mike, I had a Navy SEAL buddy who used to tell me all the time, not dead, can't quit. 
not dead, can't quit. Most people left you guys for dead when Joe Burrow was lost for the season, yet here we are. You're 8-6, and six, you're winners of three straight, you're right in the hunt. What's the vibe and the dynamic like inside the facility with that big game against the Steelers coming up? Uh, guys are confident. Uh, obviously, after Joe went down, you know, uh, it kind of was, was a shell shot to the locker room, but guys kind of adjusted and, you know, step, stepped up for his absence on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, obviously, starting with Jake and how he's played over these last couple games and the guys around him have elevated their play. And, you know, we, we've been rolling well, just got to keep it going Saturday night. Mike Hilton joining us. I'll go back to Jake in a minute, but I want to ask you, you played a key role in Saturday's comeback win over the Vikes. You came up with that goal line interception in the second quarter. It was a huge play. Can you take me back? Take us through it. What did you see and how good did it feel to come through for your team? Uh, I was lined up at post safety. It was a third third and long, so we know obviously they was trying to get the first down. Um, but we we were in the double-double coverage, and we had Hawkinson doubled and a double on Jefferson, and I doubled from the post, and I was able to to, to to disguise my look, and, you know, Mullins thought Jefferson was open on the, on the post backside, and I was able to make a play and, you know, kept points off the board. Big play, big play. Mike Hilton joining us. You know, Mike, that pick was part of what I think is one of your most productive seasons as a pro so far. Again, I mentioned a career-high 71 tackles. Is there something that finally clicked this season, or maybe was it just a matter of you getting more opportunities and more time on the grass? Uh, just just me getting my chances and taking advantage of my opportunities. Uh, obviously, I know I'm strictly a nickelback, so I might be in and out uh, against certain teams. But when I am on that on that field, you know, I go out there and try to be the playmaker that I am. And you know, that's that shouts out to Lou. He lets me go out there and be who I am, and he puts me in position to uh, to make plays. Oh, man, I love that you shouted out to Lou. I was going to get to Lou. I don't hide the fact that I love Lou. I love Lou Anarumo, your yeah. D coordinator. Hey, by the way, my man, if you remember, can you tell Lou that Rome said what's up? That'd mean a lot to me. But, but <laughs> good. I appreciate you, dude. Listen, I, I, to me, it's not a question of if, but it's a matter of when. I really think this guy should be and will be a head coach in the league at some point, sooner than later. What's it like to play in his scheme? And then what's it like to play for him as a coach and a dude? Man, I, obviously, uh, I, I want him to go get a head coaching job, but at the same time, I definitely want him to stay here and be the DC. But uh, Lou is just a player's coach, man. He he listens to to his players when they want to make in game adjustments or they they or they feel some type of way about the scheme. But that's one thing I can't say say about Lou is he 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 know who he is as a coordinator and he he know who he wants to fit in his defense. And we we feel like we're the right pieces for exactly what he wants as a defense, especially the secondary. And you know, uh, we've been playing well. Mike Hilton joining us. You know, Mike, you're running on positive fuel. So let me ask you this. Like, you've beaten all the odds. You enter the league as an undrafted free agent, and here you are playing seven seasons later, doing it at a high level. Clearly, you were right, and everybody who passed on you was wrong. So do you feel like you've proven your point, or do you still hit the field every Sunday looking to make everybody pay who did not see your worth? Oh, I definitely still had that chip on my shoulder every time I go out there. Um, obviously, the, I'm not the biggest, so uh, I play with an edge, and you know I, I want to be known as one of the best players on that field, despite what I look like. You know, just turn on the tape and see the type of impact I can make. You know, uh, that, that's always been the confidence I've had just playing football my whole career, and you know it's definitely not going to stop, even though I'm seven years into my uh, NFL career. So I, I never take it for granted, and just uh, I'm blessed to be in this position. We were talking to Mike Hilton. Mike, you mentioned Jake Browning. I saw the way he reacted. We all saw the way he reacted after that win over the Vikings. And you could tell how much that win meant to him since they had given up on him. How about the team overall? Has the team rallied around him personally? And does the team feed off of his energy? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I feel like after Joe went down, that was kind of a shell shot to the team. And guys were still had just had question marks about how we're going to how we're going to save our season. But we, we knew we had Jake waiting for his opportunity and just seeing him on scout team over these last couple of years. We knew he had the ability. And so some people are just gamers when they go out there and Jake just has that confidence. And when he's out there, you know, uh, he's confident in himself and the guys around him. We were talking to Mike Hilton. So, Mike, you're a Bengal, but you're getting ready to take on the Steelers. It's a franchise and a fan base that you know well, having spent four seasons in Pittsburgh. Dude, like, I can't believe how many calls I get on the daily now from Pittsburgh fans telling me, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and that Mike Tomlin has to go, that Mike Tomlin is a fraud. I'm curious. Like, I know that you're not there, but you know the man and you know the fan base. What do you make of all that negative energy towards Tomlin? And then what was your experience like playing for him? Uh, number one, their, their organization is just used to winning. And, you know, obviously they, they haven't been up to, to up to their standards. And, you know, they, they're, they're struggling right now. But it, they're still the Pittsburgh still. There's always going to be a tough out when you play against them. And they're always a team you definitely uh, worry about on your schedule. So, I expect them to come out Saturday ready to play and all guns blazing. And during my time there with Coach Tomlin, man, that's some of the best times I've had. You know, he he's definitely helped me grow into the leader I am today, the player I am today. And, you know, the, the intangible, the winning intangibles he kind of put in me, I kind of brought it over here to Cincinnati. And, you know, like I said, I'm always thankful for that organization and my time there. But, you know, uh, I'm on this side and I, I'm focused on winning. I appreciate that. I respect that. So one more thought about it. You get them this week, and as you mentioned, I think it's cliche, but throw the records out the window, man. Like, that's a rivalry game. That's a big game. You know you'll get their best shot. I'm curious, like, they're going to go with Mason Rudolph now. When you see a quarterback change like that, from your standpoint, how concerned are you about how different a look that he brings? Or are you just concerned about your technique, your discipline, as opposed to who they have under center? It's, it's all about what we do. Um, obviously, no matter who's at quarterback, their, their system is their system. They're going to get the ball to the playmakers and, you know, let them do what they do best. But we have to focus on our job, our techniques, our alignment and assignment. And when we have, when we have opportunities to go make plays on the ball, you know, let's, let's go make them and change the game. So we're, we're excited about the opportunity uh, with a big one come Saturday. It is big one. Bengals 8-6. and six, They've won three in a row. Mike Hilton is having a big year. Mike, I've been looking for you. Great to run you down. Nice to have you back on the show, man. Congrats. Good luck. Have a great weekend. And I hope we can do it again soon. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Mike, appreciate you. Mike Hilton joining us. I like that. Early and often, the Bengals... Eight and six, everybody left them for dead, and they're still right there on the hunt. And he's a big reason why. 1-800-636-8686. Before I go to break, let me check some reaction coming off the top. At UCLA, Dr. Frank writes, Jim, so excited to see John Morant back last night. Jaw came in, guns a-blazing, firing away. Accurate shots, pulled the trigger with that buzzer beater. All the other NBA teams better watch out because target practice is back in session. You done? You get that out of your system? Franklin, did you get that out of your system so everybody else could get that out of their system? You see, this is the difference between you and I. I see a game like that. I have a well-thought-out take. I share it with you. You see a game like that, and you think to yourself, hey, how many dumb gun jokes can I make? I don't know. Frank, let's see. One, two, three, four. At Smackleford writes, Rome, what's wrong 
with taking eight months off and then showing up on the big stage. Signed, the BIC. Why are you going to hate on that guy? Two reasons. Number one, the BIC is the G-O-A-T. And number two, you know the rule. If you win the smack off, you have a lifetime exemption and you can come in as often, as frequently or infrequently as you want. Now, if you've won the smack off, I would love to hear from you more often. Hey, trust me, I would love to hear from Brad more than once a year. And generally we do. We generally hear from him, I don't know, twice a year, if we're lucky, if he blesses us with his appearance. But the fact of the matter is, fact of the matter is, the guy can at least show up day of and rip that thing. He's that good. He can. I will never criticize the BIC for showing up once a year for those two reasons. One, he's the GOAT. And two, he can. But every once in a while, we'll get that bonus second appearance. Once in a while. Hey, Rome, we still have Jaws receipts if he wants to come pick them up. Signed, the Walmart Firearms Department. Yeah, listen, I'm not defending that. In fact, I'm bothered by that. Him running, I'm sure he got caught up in the moment. And I'm sure there was emotion. He just came back for the first time after eight months, had a huge game on the road, and hit the game winner. I'm sure when that guy ran into the tunnel, he was feeling it. And probably did want to shout a few things. But I got receipts is not one of them. Kept receipts of what? Again, you were not wronged, dude. I hope you did the work. I hope you came back. I hope your head is clear. And I'm sure there's more work to be done. But I hope he's in a good headspace and use that time wisely because the league is so much better when that guy's in it. Man, the guy is so athletic and so explosive and Call so 12. energetic and so charismatic. I mean, a gamer. He makes that league so much better. He makes that team so much better. He makes that community so much better when he's right. But part of being right, it seems to me, is ownership accountability, responsibility. I mean, nobody put that gun in your hand twice. Nobody told you to sit down in front of IG Live and go with that. Had he not said that, that would have been a near-perfect night, a flawless night. If he had just walked off and said, man, it feels amazing to be back. Felt great to be back doing what I love most. Felt great to be back running with the fellas. Felt great to be back and helping this organization get a win that stood by me. Thanks. See you all tomorrow. Then that's a perfect night. It was still a good night. Don't get me wrong. It was a good, good night. However, that's a little concerning to me. Like, are you owning it or not? Or are you still blaming everybody else for that? Brian and San Pedro. Jim, I keep receipts too. Signed IRA using CVS receipts as a scarf. You know what that is, Brian? That's a bit of bum smack disguised as an actual take. Bum smack is not allowed. Personal appearance is not show fodder. And you can't talk about, quote, bums on this show. I don't ask for a hell of a lot. I really don't. Can I tell you something? When I barred bum smack and prohibited bum smack, I actually did it for you. It's in your own best interest. Not only is it bad radio and bad content, 
so therefore it's bad for me. I did it to help you. It's bad form. You're jerking with the universe. I do believe in karmic debt. If you make fun of people who have no place to live, you yourself probably will not have a roof over your head one day. It's kind of the way the universe works. I'm trying to help you here. No bum smack. Tatted vet, too. Hey, Wisco Jim, I keep the receipts. Signed, Zion Williamson, food receipts for tax deductions. Can you write off food? I, I don't know. I'm not an accountant. I bet Zion knows, though. If anybody knows, Zion would know. Hey, Rome. As Steph says, man's game. His clutch performance last night was unfreaking real. As a Dubs fan, I consider myself lucky to witness his greatness. Damn, he's fun to watch. Happy holidays to you and the family. Rick and Chico. I'm going to get there. Game. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there sooner than later. Steph was awesome last night. All right. My thanks to Mike Hilton. Next interview is not until the last segment of the show. Dusty May joins me then. So in and around all that, I've got time. Lots of time. In addition to the dubs, I do want to talk about Pizzagate. The pizza shakedown. I love that story. I mean, it is so stereotypical and so hilarious. I love everything about it, especially the fact that my EP, Tommy, grew up about 22 minutes away from said pizzeria. Don't mess with local pizzeria, dude. They tried the... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Getting so much good reaction to Mike Hilton, and I'm not surprised at all by that. At Bengals Gal in Florida writes on the X, Jim, nice interview with Mike Hilton. Love that guy. He has great energy and enthusiasm. So happy he's playing for the Bengals now. Thanks for the jungle karma. Can't lose to the Steelers for a second time. War lady Bengals fans. Personally, I don't think you will. They did get them in week 12. I don't think they beat them again. Hey, Jim, great interview with Mike Hilton. We here in Cincy love this guy. He has made big plays all year and has saved us in several games. I love how he talked about my guy, Coach Lou. Ian, in the natty, wore the Bengals running the table and wore Coach Lou. At Columbus Hawks 74, thanks, Jim, for getting a Bengal on the show. Hopefully, a little jungle karma comes from that interview. Mike Hilton is an absolute beast. Hootay! Yeah, I love the guy. We'd been trying to get him on. I'm glad that he was able to make that work, and we were able to make that work. That was a lot of fun. All right, listen. I know a lot of times at the end of the year, you like to come through, get on the air, give us a shout-out, maybe share your thoughts about the entire year in sports. We have our own year in review coming up on Friday. But if you want to get in, this is your last chance to do so before next year. Next year, things will change. I know that sounds like something to say, but next year, things will change. You should get in this year before things change. I'll leave it at that. 1-800-636-8686. No, I'm not trying to be cryptic or ominous or anything like that. 
I will be here. I'm not saying. I'm not saying, hey, man, you better get up in here right now because things will change. You think that I'm going to walk? Thanks, Alvy. You think I'm going to walk off before smack off 30? Never happening. I'm just saying things will change. Things always change. The only constant is change. But in the meantime, take advantage of it. Friday is the year in review. We generally do not have time to take telephone calls or go to the X or your emails on Friday. Thursday is always a busy day. We've got a beef segment. I've got a big head bet segment. We've got our interviews. What I'm saying is you're running out of time. So if you just want to get up in here and just say something and share your holiday spirit, go ahead and do it. 1-800-636-8686. As an example, this guy. So Joe in Northern Michigan tells Tom, I want to talk about the Pistons, but I actually have a Christmas carol for you guys. So Tom says, bro, just pick one. You can't do both. Just pick one. Do you want to talk about the Pistons or do you actually have a Christmas carol? You can't do both. And I said to Tom, why can't he do both? It's the holiday season. I'm in the spirit of giving. Do whatever the hell you want. Let's go to Northern Michigan. Joe, it's good to have you on. Joe, what's up? Hey there. Uh, the best way to spread holiday cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. So on that note, da 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 the Pistons are bad. da 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 the Pistons are sad. da 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 the Pistons make me mad. Is Killing Hayes just a fad? The Pistons are bad. Da 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 da. Division opponents glad. Da 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 da. The Pistons are bad. The season isn't going as planned. Ah. That's not a good call. No. That's a Christmas like carol. I don't like that call. Not a very I mean, call. I don't love carolers. I think they're kind of whack on some level. But that's a Christmas carol. The Pistons are bad. Da 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 da. The Pistons are sad. Da 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 da. You're rhyming bad with sad and mad. Hey, Dr. Seuss, take that crap someplace else. Wow. We know they're bad, dude. They're 2 and 25. Great song. Very creative song. Way to take a thought that we don't know about and then turn it into song. Yeah, yeah, dude, we know. You don't need to sing it to us. We're well aware of the fact that they're 2-25 and 25 and they've lost 24 in a row. Da-da-da-da-da. You just got your ass run. Da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I want to say points for creativity, but no points for creativity. As I told somebody on a Cameo yesterday, I'm on Cameo, by the way, great Christmas gift, shameless shill. Give me an A or give me an F. <laughs> you know, the funniest cameo requests that I get are generally from guys that have fantasy football teams and they just want me to talk junk. They just want me to talk junk. It's always kind of posed as a roast, but they basically want me to bleep talk them and all their guys in the league. One of them yesterday that I did, and by the way, hit me with it. Now, I'm not going to say it's free. It's not. It's kind of pricey. It's kind of pricey because I'm a brand, yo. But if you want a personalized video for a holiday gift or a Christmas gift, or if you need somebody who needs their spirits lifted up, I'm here for it. I love it. 
I actually knock them out during commercial breaks. I knock them out after the show. If I'm feeling it at home, I'll do it there. Some guy hit me yesterday with, yo, Rome, yo, Rome, you got to talk about our fantasy team. We've done it for a decade. We can't believe we haven't killed each other during that time. And it's shout out to, and he starts giving me all these guys on the team. And he's like, oh, dude, hit this guy. Yahoo gave him a D minus for his draft. I'm like, that's pretty funny. He should have got an F. Give me an A or give me an F. Anyway, that is a nice personalized gift to put under your Christmas tree. Find me on Cameo and I will knock out a video. If it's too pricey, I get that too. But if you feel good about the price, I can do that. All right, still ahead. Hour number two. I want to talk about Golden State and Steph. Just continuing to do Steph things, even at 35. I don't know why guys challenge him. I don't know why guys talk about him like he's starting to slip. He's washed. Like, why do you mess with this guy? Why does anybody mess with Steph? Still an assassin. And I want to talk about the great pizza shakedown. Still one of my favorite stories of the year. Definitely the best giant story of the year. Dusty May is coming up at 1140, the last segment of the program. And again, you're running out of time. These are our last two actual shows. And then the year in review is on Friday, and then I'm off for the year. Stay tuned. You're in the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. Hour number two, straight ahead.